This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off-roading communications. Also, join the brigade at truckbrigade.com, the best of the best for off-road and overlanding gear. And Rigid Industries Off-Road Lighting, own the night with Rigid. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. All right, so welcome back to the Anderson Overland Podcast. I am your guide host, Joey Anderson, and I am super stoked to have my good buddy Brandon from Topo Terra on with me this evening, this uh, Thursday evening, the 14th of April. So what's up, Brandon? How you doing, man? How are you, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah. How's things going? What have you been up to lately? Good, man. You know, just just working, grinding it out, trying to find the balance, you know, like everyone else. <laughs> right on. Right on. You guys staying crazy busy right now? Yeah, it's been crazy, man. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, COVID was interesting. It, um created a lot of business and then it slowed down and then it got really busy again and it's kind of been ping-ponging back and forth but for the most part everything's good we're you know we're getting busier and expanding and things are good no complaints right on man well i'm, I'm glad that you're here and uh, i've been wanting to to get you on the podcast for uh quite some time now and it was just kind of a no-brainer after uh legends overlanding last <laughs> the last podcast with nathan i'm like dude i gotta get brandon on here like we talked like so much about like topo terra and what you guys are about and and just you know the integration there with with nathan and uh so i'm stoked man so like we'll just start off like tell me you know who you are and what topo terra is all about and kind of where you came from and the the grassroots of what you got going on yeah so brandon thompson i'm the founder of uh, topo terra um, you know, we started this back in 2017, give or take. And, uh, you know, we started off, you know, trying to provide vehicles for people that wanted to get out and explore. And, you know, um, it's been a, it's been an interesting journey since, um, you know, at the core, we're a venture experience rental company. Uh, we focus on providing purpose, purpose built, uh, vehicles and gear and whatnot for people to get out and explore, um, and camp, you know, um, you know, there's a, an interesting aspect of the business where people think we're a off-road four by four rental company and <laughs> we're not, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. You guys like a whole plethora of stuff that you guys provide, right? Like not just overlanding rigs, but all sorts of different stuff. Yeah. Camper vans, trucks, trailers for a while, gear, all the stuff, you know? Um, we try to avoid the people that want to go out and just do four by four trips and, you know, beat the heck out of our rigs. Uh, they're really uh, built for people to get out and camp and explore and, you know, enjoy nature, take their family out, whatever it be. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's uh, finding that balance is, is tough, you know? <laughs> I bet. Yeah, man. It's, it's especially like, 
you know, you got like these freaking badass rigs. Like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how I could build up a rig and then be like, okay, take it for a week. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be so scared. People jack things up. But like you said, it's just finding that balance, the right people that are doing it for the right reasons and want to get out there yep. and just enjoy nature. And there are, you know, families or people like us that are just like, Hey, I'm going to take care of this thing, but I want to get out there. I need a rig that's going to get me to where I want to go. Um, but, uh, yep. you know, something capable, but nothing that I'm, that I'm going to take for the weekend and romp the whole weekend, like some jackass session or something, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's a lot of vetting that goes on. I try to talk to every single person that books and figure out where they're going, what their plan is, who's going with them, you know, what the purpose of the trip is. And, you know, we turn down a lot of, uh, rentals if people aren't doing it for the right reasons, you know, um, yeah. at the end of the day they are my vehicles, uh, but I I've had to disconnect from them and understand that things are going to happen. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, luckily, luckily, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had too many problems and most people are respectful and, uh, you know, they, they're appreciative of somebody being able to offer these rigs for them to go out and explore and, you know, do something different than staying in a hotel or, or whatever it may be. And, so most people are respectful and treat the rigs kindly and take care of them like they're their own. So we've been lucky in that sense that we haven't had too many problems. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. I know like we, we kind of connected through like the, the whole like Smitty built scout thing. And yeah. like, you started following us because of that and like vice versa. And like yeah. kind of got that kind of brought us together. I mean, which is super awesome in this whole like overland community, man. It's just, it's nuts how, you know, like just, just things that you would never expect, like bring you together with people. And then it becomes like, you know, lifelong friendships and stuff. Like, I mean, we've been friends now for a while. I mean, we don't see each other that often, but it's like, so funny, like how, you know, small of a world it is. Like I talk to other people like, yeah, you know, Brandon, I'm like, yeah, I know Brandon, you know, like freaking (laughs) Elvin and now Nathan, like, you know, my, my bros from San Diego, like, Oh yeah, dude, I know Brandon. You know, I I grew up in the same town as him or whatever. I'm like, what the heck? Crazy small world, man. It it really is a small world, you know, and uh, my past life allowed me to meet a lot of people. And, you know, a lot of those people have transitioned into other things now. And, um, you know, here we are. So, yeah, well, that's, that's awesome, man. Well, I'm, I'm super amped for you that things are going well. And, um, yeah, I mean, to, to be able to, you know, for people that don't either have the ability, you know, financially or, you know, uh, are getting into this and want to enjoy, you know, what we do and get out there and experience overlanding. I mean, it's such a rad thing that you, you know, can provide that for people and especially people that are like overseas. And I'm sure you have people that come over from, you know, different countries and stuff. They're like, I want to go experience like the Grand Canyon or I want to go experience Mexico yep. or I want to, you know, and you're like that resource, that huge resource for people to be like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to have a rig for you at this location. And this is what it's going to be. And, you know, go and enjoy yourselves and, you know, here's some equipment for you and, you know, stuff like that. And that's, that's such a rad service to provide for people, man. It's freaking genius, actually. I mean, it's yeah, awesome. It's been- it's been awesome, man. We have, we have all types of different customers from, you know, people that are experienced overlanders that are coming from out of the country that, you know, they're not going to ship their rig over here, but, you know, they want to explore Baja or they want to explore, you know, um, all the U S you know, national parks or whatever it may be. Um, obviously COVID played a big, big, uh, put a halt to a lot of that. Um, but in the beginning, that's, that's kind of how it started. And now things are picking back up on the, on the people coming from out of the country and whatnot. And like I said, we get a lot of local people that want to explore the local deserts and, you know, the mountains around here and whatnot. So it's, it's been really interesting to see all the types of customers that, that come through, you know, and we've been, like I said earlier, we've been really lucky to, to get a lot of people that, you know, they, they really are avid adventurers or outdoor people um, that, that either don't want to bring their rigs here or maybe, you know, haven't fully committed to the overlanding scene yet. And, you know, don't want to spend 50, 60, 70, a hundred grand on building their own rigs. So they'll try right. ours out first and get ideas and, and whatnot. You know, our, our fleet is pretty robust and diverse. So people get to try different things. And we have a bunch of repeat customers that will rent one, will rent one rig and then come back and try a different rig and keep trying different things. And then they end up buying some for their own and they're hitting us up like, Hey, what did you do here? And what did you do there? And <laughs> how can cool. you help us here? So yeah. it's really interesting, man. It's, it's a lot of fun and, uh, it really is a passion project for me. And I get to, uh, you know, get back to my roots on the camping and 
hunting and fishing and all the things that I grew up doing. Uh, now I've turned it into a little business and, you know, I, I can't complain about that. It's, it, it really is amazing to be able to provide these opportunities for people. And, um, you know, I, I love it. Yeah, man. It's so cool. I mean, that, that's why, you know, we, the whole reason we do this too, is just to create that avenue for people to get into this, you know, this type of outdoor activity and, and, uh, yeah, man. And we, we need to get out there together. It's been a while since we've been yeah, out together. Sure. Uh, what was that last trip was the Grand Canyon, right? Where we froze our asses off. There. Was <laughs> yep, what was that, yep. Colin? Was that Colin that was with you? Yeah, Colin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never forget him that next morning when he woke up and his freaking pillow was like rock hard. He said, <laughs> Yeah, you, you can't bring a you can't bring a memory foam pillow camping, <laughs> especially not in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I remember thinking like, oh, it's May, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be freezing. It was like twenty six degrees, and he's like, dude, my yeah. face was like stuck to my pillow the next morning, and oh my god, dude. <laughs> yep, yep, that yep. was crazy. <laughs> But yeah, dude, that was at the that that was at the beginning before all the rigs were uh, dialed in as they are now. Now now we've got heaters and and you know things to uh to oh, protect no way. against that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we were part of the prelim research research and development phase, yeah. right? Yeah, that was those were rookie times, <laughs> dude. Yeah, for real for us too, man. That was that was a long time ago. I mean, yeah. thinking back, like you know, our, my daughter was super young, like. Yeah, that was a crazy trip. That was that trip where she got that firebrand in her neck too, that burned the crap out of her neck. I, that was, I, I tell that story all the time. <laughs> dude, yeah. She's still to this day like totally deathly afraid of campfires. I'm like, <laughs> really? Yeah, I feel like total like failure as a parent. Like, dude, like thought she was like, uh, that, you know, totally there's, like there's, going like way above and beyond like because she, she thought there was a spider and like the whole time she's getting burned like felt like a jackass <laughs> after that <laughs> hey man you, you can only do so much right yeah yeah live and learn <laughs> yep. and, i'll tell you uh, what now i'm like you cover up your neck you cover up your neck or you're gonna come <laughs> <laughs> yep yep yeah but that's cool man so like what good like times. since yeah totally good times man i know we need to do that again soon yeah. um but like uh I'm actually in the market right now. I'm going to buy another Smitty Bill uh, Scout. I was I made Are a huge you? mistake. Yeah, huge mistake, and sold my other one and sold my FJ Cruiser. And those are two like my biggest regrets, like ever, man. That was like such the most like most badass setup ever. So I was like, you know, forget it. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell some more stuff, <laughs> some more stuff, and buy another one. So uh, yeah, I just got in touch with Smitty Bill and hopefully going to get. Uh, get them to take care of us again and get another one here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Cause I want to get back nice. out there doing, doing that, that sort of thing, you know, again, in that, in that style, but like, you know, what kind of rigs do you have right now? I know you have like uh, the Smitty built, right? You have the van, the, uh, the van option, you have the Toyota trucks, so, right? Are you running Toyota still or Ford or what do you got? What do you guys got as far as so, rigs right now? So we moved away from the trailers. Um, oh, you did. I sold both. Yeah, I, I sold both of the Smitty Bill trailers. Oh, dang, I wish um, I would have known that. I would have bought one from you. <laughs> uh, it's been a couple of years now, but, um, you know, I, I realized the trailers are great. Um, you know, I, I've i figured out how to put everything I need in just the trucks and don't have to worry about the trailers behind me. Yeah. So for me, it's nice. The trailers brought in a different customer. They brought in a customer that, you know, that had the truck that still that wanted a trailer try it out all those things we figured out that you know revenue wise it wasn't the best for us so we we got rid of those and we've kind of doubled down on all the rigs you know and have just been building those out so the Sweet. current fleet the current fleet that we offer i still got the the og tacoma um you know that one was my first rig of 2017 trd off-road tacoma um and it's gone through multiple iterations, um, starting with just the rack and the, and the, the Tapui tent. Um, and, and now we we're sitting with an alu cab canopy camper on it, oh, which sweet. I love. Yeah. Uh, Daniel and tiny rig co in orange County helped us with that and got us all set up there. And you know, that thing is, it's absolutely amazing. It's, uh, it's comfortable. It can still go anywhere. And it really is a great rig. Um, so we've got that that truck. I've got another Tacoma 2020 TRD off-road. That one has a shell and a go fast camper tent on the top, deck storage system in the back, fridge, you know, all the all, all the trimming, so to speak. 
Nice. Um, we've, we've got a, a Jeep Wrangler with just a rooftop tent on it. Oh, cool. um, I've got the Tundra 2020 Tundra that we built out. That one's got a shell and a tent from free spirit recreation on the top. And that thing's pretty well built out too. Um, and then, and then we have the Winnebago rebel camper van that we rent out to that thing's a full drive camper van and things amazing. Um, and then recently we purchased two, uh, Ram power wagons. So oh, I got sweet, a, dude. Those are yes. bad. I like those things. Oh yeah. They're, they're amazing. So I'm trying to explore some different things like more kind of luxury camping, let's call it. So we bought a 2022 power wagon and put a four wheel camper on the back of it. And so that thing, we just put it on the website a couple of weeks ago. Um, but you know, that thing's going to be super awesome. Less on the full drive side, more on the beach camping and Baja surfing trip skis on that one. And then, uh, we got a 2020, uh, Ram power wagon that has a go fast camper on it with a deck system in the back and all that. So, you know, I'm trying to, the, the whole plan with the fleet is to offer a bunch of different things so that, we can accommodate any type of, of desire from a, a camping trip. Right. So yeah. we've got stuff that people can go on trails with and, you know, sort of that, that loose full drive, you know, off grid camping stuff, or, you know, these larger rigs that are a little more comfortable, more uh, better suited for families and whatnot. So we've kind of diversified and we're trying out different things, testing different price points and, you know, trying to see what sticks. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've <laughs> done well for yourself, man. I mean, be able to, you know, keep just moving forward and trucking, you know, ahead with different, you know, setups and different rigs and to try and capture, like you said, that, that diverse market, you know, for every option that, you know, people are looking for. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I think yeah, those, those power to, wagons are going to be sick. Oh yeah, for sure. They're amazing. I'm, I'm driving the 2022 every day, oh, yeah. <laughs> even though it, it, it costs me a fortune in gas. It's just so much nicer than yeah. anything else we have. I mean, I'm a Toyota guy. I've always been a Toyota guy. I've probably owned uh, at least six or seven Tacomas over the years and, you know, and then the Tundra and, and you know, whatnot. And going to this Dodge, I felt like I was cheating on Toyota a little yeah. bit, but, but now <laughs> that's I'm how like, Nathan was. That's what Nathan was saying about Ford. too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, Nathan, Nathan has a Raptor. I used to have a Raptor before I started the rental business and that truck was amazing, but these Dodges are, are super legit. You know, you can't beat the comfort and technology. I mean, this thing's got a heated steering wheel. Like, dude, what the hell that's is that? crazy. You know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, you know, it's a little, it's a little much, but it's also pretty cool too. I just had our first renters in the the power wagon and four wheel camper uh, last weekend. And they, they took it out to grand Canyon. Actually, they weren't doing any trails or anything. They were staying in a campground and cool. they came back and they were super pumped. And so it's, you know, we're, we're trying to offer all these different rigs for different experiences and, make sure we got a little bit of everything so that people can, you know, take the trip that they want. So, right. Well, that's rad, dude. I mean, like how, how did this all start for you? Like, how did you get into overlanding in that industry or like that, you know, that portion of, I know you, you know, previously were doing like, like these huge events and like, you know, yep. big into that stuff. And like, how did you transition into like the overlanding or like the travel industry? Like what got you kind of, what sparked your interest in that and and pushed you forward? So I think, you know, where it started was as a kid, right? So I grew up hunting and fishing and camping with my family and, um, you know, friends and whatnot. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, the oldest of four in our family. So, you know, we didn't go to Hawaii. We didn't go on these crazy vacations. We went camping as a family. Right. right? Yeah. And yeah. you know, my, my dad, and my brothers are super into hunting and fishing. And so we grew up doing that and, um, you know, always were in the outdoors. And, uh, you know, when I moved to San Diego after, uh, graduating high school, you know, I kind of got away from that stuff. Um, and just being away from the family and, you know, being in Southern California, you know, it just wasn't, in my middle years, it wasn't a thing. Right. So I got, I got into nightlife and started producing big events and working in the hospitality industry. And I did that for quite some time up until 2016. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to sell my portion of the business, took advantage of that. I just realized it was time, you know, I'd done it for a long time and, um, it was a great business, was fortunate to make a lot of money and build a lot of relationships and, 
you know, it was time to pivot and transition into something that I was more passionate about. So when I sold my portion of the business, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, I had one RV that I had bought in, you know, a year or so prior, and it was on a consignment rental fleet here in San Diego. And I was making money with that. And I was like, eh, you know what, I'm going to buy some more RVs. So bought four or five more RVs and put them into the fleet. And I wasn't really doing anything at the time. So the owner asked me to come work with him and do some marketing stuff and help him with operations and, and whatnot. And so got into that industry and, um, you know, slowly but surely realized that all the customers were wanting smaller rigs, you know, and right. there was a lot of headaches that came with RVs and renting them. And there's so many systems and, you know, they're oh, built cheap, yeah. cheaply and things break all the time. And it was kind of a, kind of a headache to be honest. And, you know, at that same time, you know, rooftop tents were getting super popular and this kind of trend was growing and, I kind of saw it and was like, I just saw started seeing them all over town. I'm like, rooftop tent, rooftop tent, yeah. rooftop tent. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I think, uh, I think there's something here, you know? So I started doing a little bit of research and found that nobody was really doing this. Uh, there was, you know, Pacific Overlander in San Francisco. There was a guy in Colorado. There's only a few people across the U S that were renting, you know, quote unquote overlanding rigs. Right. So I was like, ah, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. So, bought a Tapui tent in Iraq for the back of the Tacoma and started renting it out and it started doing really well. <laughs> and so, you know, one thing led to another and, uh, you know, I started buying more rigs and, um, you know, I'm, I'm big on branding and, and building brands and whatnot. So, um, you know, I started Topo Terra like shortly thereafter and, you know, just been building it ever since. So, yeah. And that's rad. I know it's funny you talk about RVs. I just sold ours today. <laughs> oh, you for, did? Nice. Yeah, I had it nice. for a year and I'm like, it was cool. You know, we got it just because, you know, Bodie's so young. I was like, having yeah. him up in a, a rooftop tent and, you know, up and down the ladder and stuff like that, that's just not conducive with a good experience right now. But like now he's like almost two years old or he's like a year and 17 or a year and seven months, something like that. But uh, he's to that age where I'm like, we can totally transition back into that. Like I got the annex for the, I have a Tapui and I got an annex yep. for it. And, um, and I figure, you know what, shoot, like me and the dog can go down below and <laughs> sleep on caught a cot down yep. there. And you know, like the, the girls and Bodie can sleep upstairs and in the tent and be good. And so we're going to, we're going to do that again. And that's part of the reason, like we, you know, we went back to this, the Smitty belt scout setup was we're like, and we had so many great experiences in that thing. And it was just rad to just be able to like leave it and then go with the forerunner and just like go on the trail and not have to worry about, you know, this yep. or that. And with the RV, you can't just like unhook easily from, you know, from a, or especially an RV park where you got like shore power and stuff and then just go, um, you know, when you're off grid and stuff, which we mostly were in the RV, it, it's still just a pain to get everything, you know, put the slide in, yeah. get everything all packed up and go somewhere. And it's not really an overlanding or off-road vehicle. So we're like, yeah, it's two totally different things and both have their place. Like yeah. I still have, I still have a couple of my RVs and, you know, we use those just depending on the type of trip, but more, I like to get out and explore and, and, and find off good places and, you know, take, uh, I've taken uh, some of my RVs and into places I probably shouldn't, you know, but <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. you get, you, you get there and you get out and you figure it out. But at the end of the day, like you can't, an RV doesn't hold a candle to, to, to this, this overlanding stuff, at least for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, and it was, it was cool. I mean, it was like one of those things where, you know, it was, I thought, well, you know, out of the pro we have property East of here, our family. And, um, you know, we get pretty gnarly thunderstorms during the summertime and stuff. I'm like, well, maybe we should have something with a little bit more, you know, legit like shelter and something, you know, we can camp in and not worry about lightning and stuff like that. Um, but I was like, you know, but at the same time, we've been in Colorado, we've been, you know, here in Arizona and Utah and stuff and gnarly storms in that rooftop tent and never had a problem, you know, like torrential downpours and never had a problem. So I'm like, you know, yep. I think it's time to transition back to that. So yeah, I was fortunate enough to, to be able to sell that thing, especially like right now with the climate of everything and gas prices, I was like, thank God, you know, I got what I had into that thing out of it today. Thank God. And it's, you know, on its way. Congratulations. But I, I, I got a couple, 
I've got a couple for sale right now. I'm crossing my fingers. Dude, I was too. I hope they move soon. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I told the guy, I'm like, hey, man, like, I didn't get to like sit down with somebody when I bought this and go through the thing from, you know, A to Z. I had to learn everything myself. So I'm like, I'll include that. I'll, you know, I went and rented a space yesterday at an RV resort here. I'm like, I'll take you down there. I'll show you from when I pull up to when I drive away, every step in between. And I think that nice. was a huge selling point for him because they're new to it. And he was like, dude, I don't really know that much about this. And he's like, I'm just been, you know, I've just been YouTube in this. He's a retired uh, Navy uh, search and rescue Navy um, guy, man. Super rad uh, oh, nice. retired vet. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I'm going to go through everything with you because, you know, I didn't get that. And there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of systems and things where you're just like, oh my God, is this in the right order? Is the basement stuff in the right, you know? That's the, oh. that's the, that's the problem with the RVs, you know, I mean, they're great. And, you know, you get a lot of people that it's their first camping trip and all those yeah. things, which I love and respect. Um, but at the same time, it's really hard on the vehicles, you know, and yeah, you try to do a walkthrough with somebody on an RV before they leave and you only have 45 minutes or an hour and you cover yeah, all the impossible. basics. And it, yeah. And so you know, uh, you know, 75% of the people that leave in an RV are calling at some point on their trip. Yeah. How do you work the generator? How do you do this? Uh, when was I supposed to dump the black tank or the gray tank? <laughs> yeah. or What's the order or again? Or, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot to it. And that was one of the things that gravitated or that I gravitated towards with the trucks is, I mean, man, we've probably done if I had to guess, we've done 500 plus rentals since 2017. Wow. And I can, I can count on, on two hands, how many times people have called me out on the road. Right. So that, you know, everybody wants to get into the rental rental business and, Oh, it's Airbnb for RVs and this and yeah, that. But yeah. They, they really underestimate how much work it is to, you know, prepare them and not only prepare them, but deal with people while they're out on the Ongoing road. Ongoing support. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, with the trucks, it just, it doesn't happen that way. They're so much simpler and there's less going on and they're more reliable and more capable and the customer you get, or at least the the experience that I've had so far is the customer is a little more experienced, you know, right. Right. They're they're a car camper or a backpack packer or mountain climbers or, 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 uh, you know, mountain bikers or whatever it may be. And they're, they're a little more resourceful and like, um, you know, and most of the time where they go, their phones don't work. So even if they want to call, they can't call, you know? So right. it works yeah. out great. <laughs> yeah. We don't provide a WeBoo system with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, I always tell people like, you know, we go above and beyond. Like my, like everyone always comments on our trucks on how clean they are. You know, they get detailed every time they they go out before they go out and, and when they come back and we keep them in great shape. You know, we service them regularly and we don't ever really have many problems, knock on wood. So yeah. it's, um, you know, I, I tell people, my goal is that when you leave, when I hand you the keys and you leave, I don't hear from you until you're on your way back, you know, right, right. nine times out of 10, that's what happens. And that's, again, that's, that's why I gravitated towards this type of rental versus, uh, you know, the RVs. So Right. And that 1% is probably the RVers, right? <laughs> that actually contact Yeah. And you. honestly, 1% one, 1 might even be too much, you know, right, like right. normally, normally like I, so right now, um, let's see, one, two, three, four of our rigs are in Baja. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's an interesting, interesting trip. So these guys are archeologists from the United Kingdom. So they're from Manchester United school college, something like that in the UK. Wow. And they're out, doing some surveying stuff and archaeologist work uh, in Baja. And so they rented four of our vehicles for a month and a half. So wow. great, great rental for us. Interesting rental, you know, and oh, I think uh, Nathan told me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think he so did. They're, yeah. they're all out right now, you know, and I got a WhatsApp message today from one of them and I was like, Oh no, here we go. Yeah. But all he was, <laughs> all he said was, Hey man, just wanted to check in. We're having a great time. All the rigs are performing great and awesome. we're, we're having an awesome time. And I'm like, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's, Thank God. <laughs> that's, yeah. That, that's what we strive for. You know, yeah. a lot of our business is Baja, you know, and everyone's like, even my mother is like, how can you let your, your vehicles go to Baja? It's so dangerous. I'm like, no, it's not. It's, it's amazing. It's my favorite place to be. Wow. Um, and you know, there's danger everywhere you go. Right. But yeah, 
you know, if you go looking for trouble, you're going to find it. You know, right, the majority right. of time when you're in Baja, you don't even see anybody. You're on a beach in the middle of nowhere, or, you know, at Bay of LA or Punta Final or whatever it is. The people are so great and you don't, you don't really run into that many issues, you know? And so, um, we've figured out how to make that work. And, you know, thankfully, you know, this year we've partnered with Nathan and legends overland and, you know, it's going to be, we're going to be able to offer even more awesome things to our customers this, this fall season coming up. And, you know, we're going to help them provide rigs to people that don't have them. And they're going to help us offer a more guided, you know, tours with chefs and planned out trips and the whole thing. So, you know, we used to get those questions all the time, but I'm a one man show and, you know, have another business that I focus on mostly. And so every time people are like, can you do a guided trip to Baja? I'm like, I would <laughs> nope. love to, I would love to, but I can't. So right. uh, up until now we haven't had a resource to be able to offer that. And so now that, uh, now that I've, I've, you know, connected with Nate and, you know, they have this business going on, it's going to be great synergies. And now we're going to be able to provide these kind of more luxury, you know, guided trips to Baja. And I think people are going to really dig it. So. Yeah. What a match made in heaven, dude. I mean, talking to him, yeah. maybe he's like, yeah, Brandon, just freaking bring a, a vehicle down and leave it at the airport for people. You know, <laughs> like what? He's like, yeah, he'll freaking truck down here yeah. and do whatever we need him to do. And it's just like the most awesome thing ever, you know? And I was like, dude, that, yeah, is, so that is so bitching like that. You guys have that like synergy together and like that. It just locks together and just works so good for him and so good for you on the other end. It's just, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's how it's supposed to be, you know, we're, 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 we're central coast boys. So we've got the same mentality, the same attitude, like it's, it, it all works, you know? And I, uh, I realized something when I first started doing this, uh, like I mentioned earlier, when we were talking, there was only a few people across the U S doing this. So right. I can't tell you how many times I've delivered vehicles to so far, like Tahoe, San Francisco, Las Vegas, I've delivered trucks even all the way to Cabo before. Like I had That's this what he guy, was telling me. I'm like, what? Yeah, dude. And I look at, <laughs> I look crazy, at it as I'm going to I'm gonna get paid to do this. This is awesome. <laughs> like this guy, uh, he called me from Spain and uh, he's like, hey man, um, you know, we've got this trip and, uh, you know, we, we need a vehicle like yours. We'd like to start Cabo and, 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 and Ensenada. Like, are you willing to deliver a truck all the way down there? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I'll deliver anywhere as long as you pay what it costs. Yeah, you know? right. And so, you know, it uh, that one was a learning experience. I charged way too little to deliver the truck all the way to Cabo, but at oh, the man. same time, I got to I got to drive all the way there. I mean, it was a it was kind of a a mad dog mission. Me and my buddy left at like San Diego at like three a.m. and wow, drove till drove till the sunset and spent the night in a hotel in uh, Guerrero Negro, and then drove all the way to La Paz the next day. And then they met us in La Paz and then they took the truck and my buddy and I took a cab to the Cabo airport, flew back. And then like two weeks later, I took a cab down to, uh, Ensenada and picked it up there and drove it back across the border, you know? Wow. So yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's what we try to do. We try to make it accessible. And, you know, even today I have, I have a, a Dutch family that reached out and, they want me to, you know, deliver one to San Francisco and then two weeks later, pick it up in Salt Lake city. And so it mm. looks like that's going to happen. So, you know, we're, we're moving and shaking all over the place, trying to get these rigs to people that want them just cause there's not that many out there, you know? Yeah. Um, it's starting to get more and more popular and there's, there's companies popping up. Um, there's probably, you know, 20 or 25 companies now where the, when there was three or four, when I first started, but I, I look at that as a positive thing because it's it's market validation and yeah. it's just a growing trend you know, the, and whatnot. The demands so, there, yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, this is you know, uh, this is a growing trend and it's becoming more and more mainstream. Obviously, overlanding is you know it's becoming more and more popular. But I, I'm hoping you know I'm hoping that we're able to corral the uh, the mainstream uh, market a little bit and still keep it a little bit underground because the last thing I want is, is people going out and messing up all of our beautiful land and, you know, not yeah. paying attention. And that hopefully that doesn't happen. And I'm going to take all the, the precautions and the measures to try to put things in place on our end to, to help prevent that stuff. Cause you know, I don't want to be the guy providing rigs for people to go out and do stupid stuff. So you know, yeah. we try to educate people and 
make sure they're aware of what they need to do and, you know, leave no trace, pack it in, pack it out, all of those types of things. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully as more and more companies emerge doing this stuff, they all take the same, um, take the same outlook, the same approach. Yeah. And and take some responsibility and ownership for that stuff so that it doesn't get shut down eventually, you know? Yeah. I think that's important, man. I mean, I think that, you know, that says a lot about who you are as a person too, and your character to be able to, you know, you know, project that that's important to you guys as a, you know, as a business. I mean, you know, it's super important to be able to educate people and, you know, and preserve these areas that we enjoy. And, and, uh, you know, you can only, only do so much, obviously, you know, but I think it's important, like you were saying, you guys try to vet people as much as possible and, you know, not just handing your trucks out to, you know, these weekend, you know, warrior party, your guys are just going to go out and just ravage the areas, you know? And, um, yeah, that's, I think that's super important. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can you, you know, you might get someone who's like talking to, you know, you like I'm talking to you and then, you know, the next day they're out there freaking just getting toasted and just obliterating the desert, you know, and romping the crap out of stuff. It's kind of like luck of the draw. You don't know who you're really talking to. I mean, unless you know them or kind of been talking to them for a while, you know? No, luckily, um, you know, in all my experience in business and life and, you know, um, just dealing with people, I feel like I've been blessed with a gift to like be able to talk to somebody and within a few minutes, you know, be able to understand a little bit who they are, you know, yeah, kind of judge the character. Yeah. Yeah. Without judging too hard, but being able to like ask the right questions, it's all about questions. Right. And, right, right. you know, typically if you ask the right questions, you're going to get the right answers. And then all it takes is being to have, or having the wherewithal to decide, okay, cool. This guy wants to give me, you know, 1500, $2,000, $3,000 right now, but I don't trust that either a, he's going to do the right things in the vehicle or B that I'm going to even get my vehicle back. back. Yeah. Weird, yeah. There's all these weird things that happen, you know? So have you had those vibes uh, from people where you're like, your gut just telling you, Ooh, I shouldn't rent to this oh, person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I just on Friday, actually, you know, a big thing in the industry is when people call day of or last minute, <clears throat> it's a huge red flag. So you've got yeah. to ask a lot of questions at that point. I actually, uh, I actually dealt with that on this last Friday, um, you know, and somebody called and, you know, they wanted a last minute trip. And so I'm like, I asked all the questions and, you know, at the end of the questions, I was like, look, man, I don't think this is, I don't think this is, this is for, for a us. Good match. Um, yeah. yeah I, I wish you the best of the luck. I hope you have a good camping trip, but unfortunately we're not going to be able to provide you a vehicle. Um, and you know, you know how it is. People get mad and yeah, yell all and defensive usually, and yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's another red flag. Like, uh, you know, yeah. as soon as, as soon as that happens, it's a, it's a good feeling. Cause you know, you made the right decision and, uh, yeah, they and go from zero to a hundred and like no time. And you're like, well, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. And it's easy yeah. to get caught up in the money or, you know, the whole point of this business is making sure the vehicles move and are, are out on rent. And so we right. have to turn down rentals. Like it's tough, but you know, it's, it's, it's best that way sometimes. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, that being said, and like these places that people go, you know, and, and kind of, you know, the, the locations and stuff, what, what has been like the most popular location that people like have wanted to go with these things? I mean, what, like what type of location, I guess, I mean, you don't want to give so, out your trade secrets, but like, you know, what, no, 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 it's where, all good. where are people going? You think like, you know, more than others, you know, is it Baja? Is that like the majority of, of the traveling? So- so for us in the location that we're in, Baja is probably 60% of our business. Um, Baja wow. season for us is like October through like late March, early April. So uh-huh. majority of our trips are, are during that time. And it's it's great for us because they're usually longer rentals um, and, you know, higher higher ticket items for us. Um, you know, we're, we also get a lot of like local deserts. So Ocotillo on the Varego, you know, Joster tree, all those things. Um, you know, all those happen, you know, in the, in the spring and fall and winter time, you know, and then during the summer, we actually slow down a fair amount during the summer. Um, during COVID we picked up quite a bit during the summer because people were doing these longer extended trips. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then now this summer is starting to shape up to be similar because a lot of the foreign people are coming back and, usually those people come during the summertime and 
those are extended trips as well. So in the summertime, we, we see people going, you know, Utah, Colorado, Idaho, Wyoming, like, you know, a the higher elevation. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, the majority of our business is local desert, um, and Baja. Wow. So that's 60%. But, that's a lot. That's yeah. That's but, lot. I mean, I'm telling you, yeah, that's, that's why this partnership with Nathan and legends is great. Oh yeah. Dude. Now, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Now we're going to be able to kind of expand on that and be able to offer a more luxury kind of experience for people. And it'll be, it'll be awesome. You know? Yeah. Um, we have some plans like to expand a little bit, like, um, obviously everything's out of San Diego right now, but we'll deliver anywhere. Like you said, but I've got, uh, I'm shipping a vehicle to Colorado next week to, to my buddy out there. And we're going to start, uh, one vehicle out of, uh, out of Parker or, or no, I'm sorry, not Parker. Um, what is it called? I forget where, but it's, it's half hour from Denver. So oh, okay. we're going to start, start one rig out of there. Um, I'm actually, um, in talks with a guy on the central Valley who already has a few rigs. And so we might be doing some stuff out of there. So I'm trying to kind of expand a little bit and, and do things, you know, out of San Diego because, you know, it is somewhat year round, but for the most part, it's really focused on that October through like April timeframe right. where you get really busy. So, right. um, I don't, I don't want vehicles sitting, sitting around. So. I'm trying to, you know, explore some different opportunities and and see uh, how we can expand to different markets. So that's great. I mean, that's a good problem to yeah. have, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that yeah. means you guys are doing something right. If you get, you know, looking to expand and, you know, I mean, keep the pipe full year round. That's, you know, that's awesome. Well, I've, I I bought so many dang vehicles. I got to make sure that <laughs> yeah. I got to make sure they're they're moving at some point. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, dude. I mean, it's like the river too. Like out here, you know, there's like that that time of the year out here where people are out here having a, you know, the side-by-side season and then it switches transitions yeah. into like the boat season just because of temperatures and you got to like corner that market, you know, if you have a business out here and, you know, be able to, you know, these, these side-by-side rental places and things, I mean, no one's going to rent those things, you know, it's 120 degrees out, out here, you know? And so they, same kind yep. of thing, you know, they got to, you know, look to other Move avenues around, and yeah. other, yeah, other locations and stuff. And that's great that you're doing that, man. I think, you know, that, that's that's the ticket i mean obviously yeah. you guys are doing something right and it's super rad knowing you for a while now and like knowing that you're you just keep growing and it just keeps getting more and more successful for you and and uh, i'm stoked for you man that's rad thanks man yeah someday hopefully it'll be the full-time business <laughs> yeah it will i have no doubt i have no doubt man super yeah. rad. i don't know nathan's like i mean i think you know when we first met you had a couple you know maybe like a couple rigs and then Nathan's like, yeah, he's got this, he's got this, he's got this. I'm like, no freaking way, dude. He's like, yeah, yeah. like they're exploding yeah. and, you know, yeah, super he, has, he's, he hasn't even seen the power wagon yet. Those are like within the last couple of weeks. So, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think when we first met, I had the Tacoma and just the two trailers, you know? Yeah. And then I, and then I ended up buying a TRD pro Forerunner and rented that for two and a half years. And I just sold that during COVID because, why not? It was too crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I it was just too, it was too easy to sell, you know? And then yeah. I couldn't then, believe what know, Elvin, Elvin offered me for my Tundra. I was like, excuse me, like, come again. <laughs> I was like, he's like, Hey, he's like, I'll buy it for this. And, but he's like, you got to take it to San Diego. And he's, but he's like, you come down to San Diego, I'll put you in my hotel for the night. I'm like, I can see it in a few hours. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Dude, Elvin's awesome. Yeah. He is man. I That's love funny. that guy. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Such a cool yep. family too, man. Yeah, was, for sure. Really good people. I met I met Elvin in uh, in the nightlife industry, and uh, you know, it's uh, it, he helped run one of our like sister businesses for a while, and uh, you know, that's cool. He's a good. He's a he's a really good dude. A great businessman. Always has that entrepreneurial spirit, and like always like spinning off new businesses, and he's done really well for for himself for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah, dude. I know he's the one that, that kind of like pushed me to do this. I was like, I don't know if like anybody wants to listen to my voice for like 20 minutes, half hour, like you crazy. He's like, dude, he's like, you have to do this. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, just do it. I'm like, huh? All right. And yeah. so here we are, like, you know, this is like episode like 23 and now we have like 3,200 listeners and it's just like That's exploding, awesome, man. So yeah, it's That's just cool. Awesome. I just never thought in a million years it would, you know, I'm like, who the hell wants to listen to me talk? Like what the, you know, what the hell, yeah. but it's rad. Like, you know, we just got a, uh, the other day we got, um, an email from a company and they're like, Hey, you know, I uh, just want to let you guys know you guys are top five or, you know, number five in our top 20 overlanding, uh, podcast that we rate every year and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no way. That's like, awesome, dude. So cool, man. Like I just, that's amazing. Just blessed. Just blown away by it. Super cool. Yeah, I, you know, so fun. Jo- Joey, you are one of the most genuine people I've ever met. And, uh, regardless if you're on TV or radio or whatever it may be, like people, people see that and they gravitate towards it, you know? And I mean, that's the same thing with me. The reason I reached out to you is because I saw some of your videos and was like, I got to connect with this guy, you know? <laughs> um, and so, you know, the rest is history, but I, I think appreciate keep, that, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. It's great. And, uh, you know, the more, um, the, the more eyes and ears we can put on the industry, the better it's going to get. And, I yeah. think it's, I think it's great what you're doing, man. Dude, I appreciate that. It means a lot, man. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked. I, I love, I love doing this and, uh, and it's just cool. Cause it like, it opens up, uh, an opportunity to connect with old friends and, you know, people in the industry that I know and just continue to cultivate those relationships, you know, and just, just keep yeah, doing what sure. we love to do. And, and, uh, I love hearing about, you know, buddies of mine and their businesses and just, you know, cause you know me, I'm like entrepreneurial guy too. And so I'm like, I, it just always makes my, my gear spin, you know, like yep. Elvin's like, Hey man, like we should freaking do like a business together and get a hold of Brandon and we'll just all three go in <laughs> together. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a blessing. It's a blessing and a curse. And a curse like, totally. Yeah. yeah I, so my main thing I do right now is a marketing. I, I started a marketing agency with a couple of friends and, in uh 2019 and oh, you know sweet. we're doing we're doing really well and and it's it's going good and um you know i wouldn't say it's it's my passion but you know it's uh it's it's uh, on the side of helping people grow their businesses it is a passion of mine and yeah it it, it, it um you know scratches the itch of hearing all these business ideas and like, you know, helping people bring those to fruition, you know? Yeah. And that's as an entrepreneurial person, you know, I can't even watch a commercial or drive down the street or, or, or anything without hearing something or seeing something and be like, <laughs> Oh, well I would do this and that, yeah. and this is, you know, like I was, I was laughing with some friends the other day. I was in Hawaii and I went to a luau and I'm like, damn, dude, I paid 160 bucks a person for this thing. And I'm like, <laughs> sitting over there. They've got the pig, they got the drinks, they got all the stuff coming. I'm counting the seats and yeah. how many empty seats there are and how many staff there is. And Dude, I'm like, oh, seriously, they're probably doing about this much in revenue. Shit. I need to open one of these. Yeah. You know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> so you, I can't go anywhere or do anything without thinking that way. You know? And yeah. It, like I said, it's a blessing and a curse, you know? It is. Um, I know. I catch myself like thinking that way too. Like I'm, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'll flip on like shark tank just to, you know, see what wow, the heck's wow. going on. Dude, it ruins me it. every <laughs> every time, like totally ruins everything because I'm like, Oh shoot, I should do this or I should do that. And my wife's like, hold on, like pull yeah. back the reins, you know? Cause I'm like, just my mind just starts going, you know? And, uh, yep. it's just, uh, I've got a couple patents on some fire service tools, you know, that I'm like kind of got on the back burner that I know would take off, but I'm like, I, you know, all I would need is some capital to do it. But I'm like, the time also that it would take to really like, you know, I don't, I don't do anything like half ass. So I know I'm going to have to put 110% into this. And I'm like, man, you know, 43 with a couple kids. I don't know that I want to pursue that, but everything in me is like, yes, pursue, 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 you know, pursue. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things like, I'm like, well, I still got some time. Like maybe it'll be something I'll do at, you know, retirement or maybe down the road a little bit, a little, you know, a little further when the kids are a little bit bigger, but uh, it's just that, like you said, that there's that balance there, you know, especially when you got kids to, you know, just to not take on too much. Um, but yeah. when you got that bug in you, like we do, you know, it's so hard to just be like, okay, I'm just going to, just going to do what I'm doing right now. I got, you know, I got my career, my fire captain career, and I got this podcast and I got a couple other things and, you know, I want to overwhelm myself or my family, but man, it's just like this fire that, you know, when you have that personality, that entrepreneurial, like 
personality, it's hard to put that fire out. You just always are thinking like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I get into? What can I put my hands into, you know, create a better life for my family, you know, but um, yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, everything takes time. Right. And uh, you know, the interesting thing, you read all these books and, you know, hear all these things about all these, you know, rich people who they don't hit it until they're 45, 50, 55, 60. So, you know, we're, 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 uh, I'm about to be 40 this year. So I, I feel it, you know, but <laughs> totally. it's, it's coming. Uh, all these people that, that, that work hard and, and, you know, have these ideas and, and grind it out every day. Like, you know, the good things are coming for all of us for sure. Yeah. I feel um, that. I feel that too, man. You know? And yeah, I, I feel it's, like if anything, like with this podcast and with Anderson Overland, it's almost like built a foundation for me to, maybe use as a tool to market something or to push, you know, to, to introduce something into the market later on. And who knows? I mean, you know, it's just, it's just fun yeah. right now, but you never know, like, you know, what the future holds for you. And like you said, you know, I'm 43 and shoot, I mean, my, my time might be when I'm 50, I don't know, you know, and that might be when yeah. everything just takes off or, or not, I don't know, you know, it's just, uh, but yeah. it's fun to think about things it's that way and just kind of wonder how, called life. yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. I think the, 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 the point is to enjoy life and, you know, spend time with your family and friends and whatnot. And that's easier said than done for people like us. I struggle with it every day. You know, yeah. I, I, I work, I work way too much and, but you know, it's, it's who I am. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I can go to bed at night and, and feel confident that I worked my butt off all day and I'm proud of it regardless of what the outcome is, you know? Yeah. So I know my wife's always like, Oh, you take vacation. I'm on vacation right now. I got like 10 days off work and she's like, you take vacation, but then you're like balls to the wall and <laughs> something every day. You know, I'm like, I can't sit down and do nothing. You know, I, I, I just, I'm either out in the garage tinkering or building something yeah. or working on something or, you know, I just got to, I got to do stuff, you Vac- know, and vacation always sounds good till you don't have nothing <laughs> yeah. to do. You know? Yes. I, uh, yeah. When I, when I sold my, my portion of the business in 2016, there was probably a two or three month gap where I wasn't doing anything. And I thought it was going to be awesome. I'm like, I'm going to play golf every day. I'm going <laughs> to work out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And like a weekend, I was like, this sucks. Like, no one can play golf with me. Like <laughs> I've already, I've, I've already gone to the gym too many times. Like I can't do anything else. I'm right, they're like, go like, home. <laughs> yeah. So like I, st- I started driving through Uber. I'm like, I got to get out no there and way. do something. Yeah. I was <laughs> driving, awesome. I, was, I was driving to Tacoma around, you know, doing Uber trips, like just That's talking odd. to people, no like, way. Probably, probably losing money doing it, but at least I could talk to people. And I was like out of the house. My wife was working, like all my friends were working. I'm like looking at my dog, like, what are we going to do today? Like, <laughs> Dude, that's I, can't, hilarious. I can't sit here anymore. So, you know, right. that's, that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, retirement life and, you know, not having things to do work-wise always sound good till you're uh, not doing it. But for people like us that have been busting our balls since we were, you know, little kids, like, it's not at all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, I know it, man. I was talking to a guy yesterday, a friend of the the guy that bought my RV from me and he's a retired fire captain from uh, Orange County Fire Authority. And uh, I was like, you know, how, how long you, were you on the, you know, in the fire service for? And, and uh, usually it's like, you know, 25, 30 years or whatever. And he's like, yeah, yeah I, I just retired as a, uh, a ladder truck captain at station 61. And I was, I was with the department for 43 years. I was like, 43 wow. years. He's like, yeah, I got to retirement age. And I'm like, I got nothing else to do. So I'll just keep doing this. So it's like, oh wow. my God, man, this is started- crazy. You need to start a, a separate uh, fire uh, podcast about that. I know I, that guy. I know. I've thought about that too. There's just like the market's pretty saturated with that kind of stuff. But then Is I'm it? like, yeah. yeah. But then like, there's certain subjects that I'm like, well, you know, I don't really hear people talking much about this. Maybe I should, you know. But but then the time yeah. thing, like, I barely have enough time to just you know yeah. do this every two weeks. But I've definitely thought about it. I'm like, maybe I should do that. that guy, but then I'm gonna be like, oh my guys, I work stories. with are gonna be listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I'd be like, oh, I heard you talking about this the other day on your podcast. So, you know, so there's that too, but you know. So you're, so you're living in Arizona and still driving to San Bernardino to work. Yep. Man, yeah. that alone right there is commitment, my friends. Dude, it's, uh, I, 
I, uh, man, I promoted to, to captain gosh, last July. So it's almost nice. been a year and, uh, dude, it's the best, the best that it's been in my career so far. It's, it's awesome. I just, I couldn't, you know, I, I obviously, you know, I thought about, well, maybe I should come out here and try and get a job out here and be close to the family, but I just can't give it up. I love my, the department I work for is awesome. Um, but the main thing for me is like the guys that I work with, I have like the most amazing crew of guys that I could have ever asked for. And it just makes the drive so worth it, you know, and, um, the position, I love being in this position now and just, you know, being, being the guy that, you know, everybody comes to for leadership and, and, uh, assistance and, you know, you know, it's just, uh, I tell my guys all the time, you know, it's not about me anymore. It's such a selfless position. You, you got to take care of your guys and it's about them and their aspirations and their drive and their, their goals for their career. And, and I love that kind of stuff. I love like assisting yeah. people in development and, you know, and character building and leadership and, and I'm learning too. I mean, I'm just first year captain, you know, and so I'm learning that those things too. And, um, but it's super rad to be in that position and, and in a different, uh, from a different, uh, I guess elevation, you know, looking down and kind yeah. of things from a different perspective than than I've had for the last you know twenty years of my career, and uh, it's awesome. For man. Sure. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, but the drive That's definitely. Great, I, I'm not going to lie, the drive sucks sometimes, you know. But it's just yep. I go and work for two days, and then I'm off for four. But um, there's definitely some times where we're up running calls all night, or like we're covering like another city. Like we go to Redlands and Loma Linda um, Colton a lot. Uh, you know, if they, they've got a big incident, they'll call my engine in and we'll go cover their city for the night. And I'll tell you what, man, those nights where it's like the night before I go home, dude, that drive home the next morning, freaking blows. <laughs> it's like, Oh my <laughs> I, God. You know, I, I feel like you need to add a, a new thing to the mix and get your, uh, your pilot license. So you <laughs> That's what everybody's been telling me. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I actually went to school to be a pilot. Like I, I, I had to go get my pilot's license, but then I, I, uh, I was doing it for like hardcore and, um, I was doing the mountain flying portion too in big bear. And then we got in a, almost got in a plane crash, my family, um, and like experienced like the most gnarly turbulence I've ever experienced in my life. Like terrifying, like plane was going down terrifying and it scared me so much. I haven't, I haven't put foot in a plane since and I stopped everything, but I, I did go up in a helicopter <laughs> since then, which is way more dangerous. Yeah. That's um, worse. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I haven't set foot in a plane since, but I need to get back on the saddle, I think, and, and try and pursue that again, maybe at some point. But yeah, everybody tells me like, dude, why don't you just finish your pilot's license? I'm like, well, I kind of got to get some balls a little bit again. Cause it yeah. scared the hell out of me, you know? And, um, and so I don't know, but the drives, you know, the drives not too bad. I, I just drive like the 40 and then I cut down through like Amboy and 29 Palms and across the, to the 10 because the Cajon yeah. pass down the 15 is just absolute nightmare in the mornings, um, going yeah. down, down the mountain that way. And so I go through 29 Palms that area on the way to work. And then I come up the Cajon pass on the way home because everybody's going the wrong, you know, the opposite direction. So it's not too bad, but I'll tell you what, man, there's, there's definitely some, some nights where you get up or like, you can't go to sleep and you're just like anticipating going in, you know, to work <laughs> and you're just like, Oh my God, you get up and you're like, dude, I've had like two hours of sleep and I got to drive three hours in the middle of the night and hope that and then you, you got to go lead people and fight fires. <laughs> yeah. And then you're up from, yeah. Like if you don't, you know, if I don't sleep sometimes, or even if I do get sleep, you know, I get up at three o'clock in the morning and then we go on duty at eight. And so I don't go to bed till 10 o'clock that night, my first night. So I've been up since, you know, three o'clock in the morning and I don't go to bed till 10 PM that night. And it's just, you know, firefighting, you know, from eight, 8 AM to, you know, <laughs> nonstop sometimes and training and everything else. And, you know, physical uh, stuff that we do. And man, it's just that first day, usually if I get hammered, I'm just toast by the end of it, you know? And then, and then you're like, yeah. God, I hope we don't get calls in the middle of the night. I hope I get to sleep all night. Um, yeah. but I'm on a, a, slower engine company right now. I'm at a different station. Um, but in another couple of weeks, I go back to our headquarters station on engine one and it's going to be brutal. Cause those guys are up a lot. They're known as like the night train down there. And I'm like, Oh, it's going to be so horrible for, you know, mm -hmm. a couple, a couple more months, but that's all good. Whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, that's true, man. at least at least you're in a position that, that you're enjoying and uh, yeah. regardless of the drive and whatnot. So that's great. And, you know, uh, you know, you talk about leadership and all of those things. That stuff always strikes a nerve with me because I love people that have that mentality. Like there's too many bosses in the world, not enough leaders. And, yeah. you know, so having that mentality and, you know, being, uh, you know, you enjoying the fact that you get to lead people and manage people and you know, create success for other people beside yourself. Like I respect that stuff on a whole other level for sure. Yeah. That's what's important to me, man. And, and, um, you know, I look back and I, I think about captains that I worked for, you know, for years and you take little snippets of things that you're like, I'm never going to do that. And I'm going to do that, you know, and I built this, like, I call it my Rolodex, you know, and you just pull those Rolodex, you know, cards up and you're like, okay, in this situation is what I'm going to do. And this is the right thing to do. And you got some captains. I mean, the fire service, it's like a lot of type A personalities and you can get guys that are just absolute assholes. You know, that just like, they just get off on just being that like drill sergeant type mentality. And I don't, man, I, I, I boss, not a leader. Yeah. And (laughs) I focus on my people and not myself and making sure they're taken care of. And, uh, and I, you know, I don't care if it's a brand new firefighter or somebody I don't even know coming in, you treat those guys with respect and you do everything you can for them they're going to go to battle for you in whatever yeah. situation you need them to. And it, that is, that has proven the case to me over and over and over again, over the last, you know, a couple of years before, you know, I made the, the promote promotion part, but I was an acting captain for two years before that. And, you know, you get this chance to, to really change who you are and your character and, and really like stand on integrity and, in leadership and, and, and those things are so important. And I think a lot of people just don't get that. And then, you know, I got guys coming up to me like, man, you know, I'm having this problem and, you know, guys are leaving my crew and this and that. I'm like, well, dude, like you're not focusing on, you know, 10% of this is firefighting. 90% yep. of this is leadership is and character people. building yep. and your people. And some and people just don't get that. Don't, you know? No, they don't. They don't understand that they got to build people up around them and make those people the best that they can be. So yep. that they shine, you know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, everyone's brought up different. Everyone has different life experiences. You know, I try to remember that every day and I was lucky enough to have a lot of experience in growing up and working for different people and having different managers and leaders that kind of allowed to, uh, or allowed me to cultivate my own management experience or or my own management style, I should say. And, you know, and, and, but not everyone is that, not everyone is that lucky, you know? So, um, you know, everyone, uh, everyone has their different experiences. So, yeah. And that's, you know, that's how we're better. You know, you take those, like I said, you take those negatives and those positives and you, and you, uh, create a, a better path, you know, and, and, um, yeah. it's just, it's awesome, but I, I love it, man. It's been a great time, but awesome. Yeah, man. Well, dude, how, how do people find Topo Terra and how do they get connected with you? Like where you, what are, what are your connections on the internet and all that? <laughs> Uh, so our website is topoterra.com. So T O P O T E R R A.com. And then we're on Instagram and Facebook and, uh, it's uh topo underscore Terra. And, uh, you know, best way to connect with us is, is through there or, um, you know, shoot us a message on Instagram, fill out a form on our website. Um, you know, whatever. Right on, man. Well, dude, I, I, I know I can speak for a, a ton of people out there um, that know you and, uh, you know, how awesome you are, man, as a, as a dude and just a, a friend and a businessman and any of you listeners out there that are looking for a rental for overlanding or anything, any, you know, vacation or any kind of adventure, make sure you guys check out Brandon's company, Topo Terra and a uh, huge shout out to you guys, man. Thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight and your time. And, um, it's been cool catching up with you and, and uh, yeah, I wish you sure, all man. the best, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me and uh, let's definitely get out and camp soon for sure. Yeah, we need to hit up Nate and go down to Baja together or something. That'd be so sweet. Oh, you t- you tell me when, man. But <laughs> Nate's Nate's dialed down there. You just got to you got to come and we'll go. I'm 15 minutes from the border. So Dude, he was like, he had me like, uh, I mean, he still has me hooked, man. He was like, dude, we could do this and we can go here. And like we talked like forever before we even started the podcast just about stuff. And it was like, Oh my oh, God, dude. I got to get down there, man, man. It's amazing. Like, and, and he's so dialed. I've been down quite a few times. He's obviously like Uber dialed. Like he knows everyone, everything like, but we should definitely go. Like, I know you, you mentioned you haven't been down there in forever. Like 
I've never uh, been been down there like overlanding. Oh, I've never. Been, no, I've oh. been down there. Uh, I went to like Oaxaca back in the day with like my my dad's church and stuff for a missionary thing. And then like okay. when I was super young, I was like ten. And then Robin and I went on a like a you know Mexico Riviera you know uh, like boat thing. You know, like a, a tour. Yeah. Like a, um, I can't even think right now. Like the you know a ship. Yeah. And uh, like carnival cruise or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah, cruise, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, that's the only experience, just getting off the boat at Ensenada and Cabo and like for, you know, half hour and then getting back on the boat. But like Nathan's like, Bro, oh, no, no, trip- dude, you got to come down here and like really experience this. I'm like, I you're going to you're going to trip out, man. It's 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 like nothing you've ever experienced. It's so amazing. It's uh, so, so, so amazing. Like last time, last trip I was down there when I, when actually Nate came and met up with us. My buddy and I went down. He surfs. I don't. I just drink beers and film. Hang out. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, he surfs. But we went down to the wall, which is about, you know, nine, ten hours down. Um, and, uh, you know, beautiful, epic camping spot. Awesome waves. Like, sat there and just, you know, relaxed and hung out. Phones don't work most of the time, which is amazing. Because you get to disconnect <laughs> yeah. and just, you know, be with yourself and think and, you know, have a great time. And, there's just right. so many beautiful places down there. So we should definitely plan a trip for sure. Yeah. It'd be cool. Maybe we can get Elvin in on it too and go down and yeah, like for group sure. and yeah, that'd yeah, be awesome. We should, and even, even further, like, I, like we should go do one of Nate's trips cause they, they sound amazing. And, and, uh, I think, uh, you know, who doesn't love to be pampered in that way? I'd love to have a chef cook for me every day. So I'm not, <laughs> I don't have to worry about doing anything. Yeah. I can, I can focus on the camping and the drinking beer. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. I know, man, we should try and do something in the fall or, you know, in the summer or something yeah. down there with them. It'd be epic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. All right, brother. Well, right on, tell, bro. the family, tell the family I said, hello. It was great catching up with you, man. And I appreciate the opportunity to be on here and keep doing what you're doing, man. You're killing it. I love it. Likewise, my friend. Thank you so much, man. And uh, you guys take care. I'll talk to you very soon. All right, brother. Take it easy. Take care, man. Bye. Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.